Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Thank you for joining me again on the podcast. Today's episode is going to be talking about my first seven-figure business, which I sold five years ago to, to, to this month. So I'm going to be talking about the lessons I had, and I've done 10 lessons I did post this in the communities and got so much likes and engagement that I thought I'll turn it into a podcast and let my listeners also have these 10 tips. So it was a business which I built over 10 years and we had over 500 staff and three locations. And I actually went through a recession as well. And I thought it'd be great to get these 10 tips which I can share with you and you guys can implement in your business, in your journey, and hopefully bring some value as well. So the first one is, Tip one, I would say, is investing in a mentor or a mastermind. This is probably one of the keys to my success. Using this, I was able to get started, survive a recession, sell my business. It is very hard to build a sustainable business without support, accountability, and real business knowledge. I truly believe that. Yes, you can start something yourself, which might run for a year and then you, you may fall short and thousands do every single year. But to have a sustainable business, you do need to have uh, a mentor or a mastermind that can keep you accountable. And also the tough times, you know, the recession for me was such a tough time. And my mentor and even part of a mastermind really helped me get over that and then build that business to scale, which we could then achieve my exit strategy. So two, nicely on to number two now, have a vision and an exit strategy. Now, my mentor always sat me down and said, look, what is your exit strategy? You know, you can be running in a business, you could be just going round in circles. Yes, you could be earning hot, good money, but really what is your strategy? Because if you're just running a business for the sake of running a business, then you've probably got the worst job in the world because obviously running a business yourself, you're 24-7, you're thinking about things and really do you want to be doing that? You really need to be have an exit strategy of are you going to scale this? How are you going to build it? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to pass it down? How are you going to make it bigger and better? You know, I think a strategy is really important. Look, that strategy might be just doing what you're doing, but at least that strategy is there. Um, I think it's really important. And having my mentor really every month sat me down and um, asked me, you know, are you on top of your strategy? Has it changed? You know, are we moving towards that goal? And that really helped me and kept me accountable. Three, look after your staff better than your clients. Now, this is, I've learned this probably the hard way. Um, and uh, I really, really focused on my clients very early on. And if you focus on your clients and neglect your staff, it's very difficult then to get your staff back. So I would focus on your staff just as much as your clients. So, you know, treat them well, be there for them. If they need anything, sit down with them, treat them like, you know, you would treat anybody um, just make sure you look after them along the journey because they're crucial in fulfilling anything you do in service. If you're, you know, supplying products, then you need to make sure your staff are ordering the right products and making sure the shipping them right. Customer service again. If your staff are not happy, are they going to be treating customer complaints or anything like that in, in a good way? So keep your staff happy as well. You know, treat them as part of your business, not just working for your business. Four. 
sell your business before you get bored. Now, nothing will kill your business more than being bored. And what I mean by that is when you get bored or you're not interested, you kind of stop doing the things you should be doing. You're not really giving the energy. You're not really chasing the clients down. You're not thinking about sales. You're not thinking about anything. You're just, you know, plodding along. And that's the worst thing you can do because the competition in business is really, really tough. So if you're not doing it, your competition will be will be doing it. So you need to have the drive and the energy like you did when you first started the business. And that's got to continue because Unless you do that, your business will not grow. And in business, it's not really a middle, you know, coasting sort of lane. It's either going up or going down. So you've got to be on your A game. So if you're getting bored, then look at an exit strategy. Look at, can I sell it? Can I pass it down? In fact, can I get someone to run it with more energy? Now, you can still keep a business and get someone to run your business for you. There's lots of people that hire MDs and how hire people to run their businesses. I did it with my agency you know, I had ops uh, manager, a director, uh, because I didn't want to do the, the, the mundane stuff. You know, I was still involved in the business, but that helped me scale the business up. If you're doing everything and the business relies on you to do everything and you're not motivated and you're bored of your business, then that's not really going to make that cog move around. So keep an eye on that and make sure you're, you're always, uh, you know, you're freshening your business up. Now, people might say, well, Jay, I'm working hard in the business. It's not, it's not meant to be exciting. Well, you can bring the excitement to your business. You know, prime example is we used to bring day out for the teams out for our staff, you know, some incentives, some competitions. We made it exciting. So you can actually bring that excitement into your business. So it's not a case of I'm bored. I'm going to give up now and I want to start selling it. Look at ways you can make your business excited, you know, get that energy and passion back again. But just keep an eye on that. You know, sometimes you're so bored, you've had enough, think about the exit strategy. It's really important. Five, keep cash reserves. I don't have to talk about this too much because I've mentioned it in my other podcast. Keeping a backup of cash is really important. You know, we had a bit of a cash flow, which really helped us in the recession period. Now, if you've not got your cash reserves and something happens, you lose a client or something, you know, you might have anything that can happen in the business. You might lose a contractor or whatever you do, you must keep some cash reserves. So as soon as you can, Start keeping some, you know, um, tucked away. Now, I know a lot of startup businesses, they're thinking, well, we're just surviving week by week. But you know, when you're ready, start saving that money, you know, withhold from getting luxury things that you don't need. You know, this luxury furniture, office furniture you don't need. Focus on keeping that cash reserve, an emergency fund, I'd call it. Now, the way I would do it, start slowly. I think, okay, let's start with, you know, you're not going to get five years worth of cash in your business overnight or even a year, start slowly, you know, week by week, right, what do I need for this business to, to survive for a week? Okay, step one, what do I need for the business to survive for a month? Another one. And then you get to like 12 months and you've got a year's worth of cash that the business can survive without any new business coming. So build it slowly, week by week, day by day, and the momentum builds and that emergency cash is there. Look, you may not ever use that cash. Think of it a bit of an insurance policy. You know, if you don't use it, great, it's there. But if you, you know, have a problem, then it's there to back you up, you know, get you out the the basically the tough times. Sales, focus on sales and marketing. Now, my mentor really focused on this. And I can remember the recession came. And the first thing you do is, right, let's get rid of the sales staff. That's what I do. Um, that's what I thought straight away. But now he said, look, focus on your sales and marketing. Now, I'll take that one step further. I think you should always be focusing on sales and marketing all the time. There's nothing, you know, that's going to kill your business quicker than not having any sales coming in. So 
before you start having fancy admin back 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 office stuff, really focus on your sales and marketing. Because look, if you focus on sales and marketing, you lose a client or something happens, you've still got more leads coming in all the time. So I would put your whole business on the emphasis on sales and marketing. I used to say to myself stuff, and I do at the moment, look, the sales team are the drivers of the vehicle. Now, if no one's driving that car, it's not going anywhere. You could have the best wheels, you could have anything, you know, the, the best seats or whatever. If no one's driving that car forward, then it's not going to work. And then obviously, sales and marketing is important. And I, I would always say, you know, uh, the mentor, the mastermind is a sat nav of the cars. That's directing you where to go. So you can see how it all links together. And I think it's important that sales and marketing, you always have a plan there and make sure you keep that always churning away because when you get busy and I can remember this in my first business we got so busy we were supplying to clients but my mentor told me look you know you're so busy but where's your sales or oh, I was thinking I don't need to do any sales now because we're so busy and he said well if you lose that client you don't have nothing left get back on that sales funnel and keep selling keep your sales team look if you need to expand you need to expand don't take your sales team off doing sales and move them into admin roles because a lot of salespeople will do that. And I had it in my business where a lot of my sales managers were doing fulfillment stuff. And I was thinking, no, actually, I need to get them back onto sales, uh, get an administrator, hire one, keep your sales team working on sales. And it's really important to do that. And if you're a small business, that means you, you know, keep, keep your eye, eye on sales. Seven. Take a genuine interest in your clients, no matter how big or small. Now, I think you need to, the little things like birthday cards work for us. I think it's really important. I think you should always be looking at your clients when are their birthday, send a nice birthday card. I think people tend to overcomplicate. They need to get these massive, you know, um, rewards, client events. I can remember we spent thousands on one year taking our client to Aston Villa box because he supported Aston Villa, he's a big client of ours, it was New Look at the time, and we used to take him to, you know, watch a match um, when my night were down at um, the Holt Suite in Aston Villa's football ground. Did that really get me more business? Probably not. He, he liked the box of chocolates and the card that uh, my sales manager used to take for, for, for his birthday. So, you know, little things. If you haven't got, you know, the money to spend on corporate events, the little things do matter. So get all your clients on a database and find out when their birthdays are. And really, really like a, you know, wedding, um, if someone's got married, you know, wedding card, thank you card, stuff like that. Really, really, the clients do value it. Eight, don't be afraid to go after big clients. Now, when you're starting off in business, you might think, okay, well, I don't want to give that big deal. I don't think I should go for that big client. You know, I need to start small. Now, my mentor sat me down and said, why can't you go for the bigger clients? And I, you know, I was like, you know, but we, we're not ready yet. Well, you're never ready. And we started targeting the bigger clients. And what we did is we focused on our sales and delivery. We said, look, we've got 100% fulfillment. We will make sure we deliver on what you need. And this is where you could probably outdo the big, the bigger corporate companies because a lot of their staff, they are working in a, a chain, basically. You know, they're, they're just doing a job and, and getting paid and people like that. But as... Um, uh, an upcoming business, we really put a heart and soul into it. So if um, we got a, a, a phone call after hours, we'd make sure we help the client out and the client knew that. So the way to get your foot into bigger clients, you just help them a little bit, you know, say, is anything we can help with? Call them um, when, when you think a bigger client might let them down, you know, personal touch, birthday cards, 
um, Christmas cards, things like that. The things that you can put your personal touch on that really helps and sort of get yourself building relationship with bigger clients. And it worked for us. You know, one of our biggest clients came from a letter we did. We did a nice personalized letters to 12 big clients. Um, we got the name of the person, built the rapport. I started talking to him, sent the letter out and the big client let him down and they, they gave us a call and said, look, you know, and they've let us down. Can you, can you, can you jump in? You know, it was Friday night. And I said, sure, we jumped in. We worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We made sure we fulfilled in the promise that we're going to do for them. And, uh, you know, the following week we were talking to the main um, plant manager and we managed to get a foot in the door and we built that contract up to a multi-million pound contract. So start small, you know, and, you know, go for the big clients, uh, be patient, but uh, the doors will open if you open your mind up that you can actually target them, them clients. Nine, systemize your business so it runs without you. Very early lesson I got from my mentor and my mastermind. One of the key things was, look, Jay, you've got to systemize your business. And it's difficult when you're by yourself because, you know, um, we had a team, but if you're on your own, it's difficult. But I would say if you can start small with your systemization, it does help. So little things like, you know, having a CRM system, having a, a website which generates leads, you know, gets leads and captures them. These are all little systems that's really going to help. Maybe having a, a call system where people can ring your number and it goes to a call center and they pick up your phone and, you know, that's a system. You know, you don't have to have it dive it into your mobile. So you can build these systems in very early on. But then when you scale it up, obviously my business was, was scaled quite a lot. We had 500 people working for it at the time and we systemized it where I had contract managers looking after a certain amount of staff. I was away from the business and my business was running without me. And that has got to be your ultimate goal. If you're looking to sell it, if you're looking to pass it on, if you're looking to have your time back, systemizing your business is really important and you can start small. So don't think you need to get um, X amount of stuff to start systemizing. You can start very early on. Like I mentioned, they're getting a good CRM as a system. And, and basically from then you can start building it. Number 10, the last one, reward yourself and have regular breaks. Now I joined my masterminds. And one of the key things is I want to link with like-minded people. Yes, you have to invest, but you know what? I was happy because everybody was investing the same money. And when you invest money, you really do want to get the most out of it. You're committed. You'll turn up to every mastermind or mentoring meeting because um, you value that you put your hard-earned money into it. And it's really important. And that kind of plays with you when, you know, you don't want to go sometimes, but you will go because you've invested in it. But going away, having thinking time is really important. So have mini breaks. Now, you know, when you're starting off your business, you know, you may think you, you can't have them, but you can. You can have a couple of hours off in the day. You can uh, go away for a weekend. Little breaks will help you think. Some of my best ideas have come from masterminds where I've gone there, I've sat with them, I've listened to them. And on the way back, I've just thought, oh, I've got it now, I've got it. So coming away really gives you clarity because when you work in your business 24 seven, Sometimes it's hard to get that clarity and getting away and having a little break away from the environment. And that could be, you know, like I said, going to masterminds. It really does help. Look, they're my 10 tips. You know, um, like I said, it's been five years since I saw my business and I've done so much since then. But it's good to look back and share these with my audience. I hope it's going to bring some value for you guys and you can take these tips and use them you know, um, with your mentors or masterminds. Look, I highly recommend you you getting support. You know, the whole podcast is around, you know, the, the business mentor podcast because, you know, I think if you get the right knowledge, you can really succeed. It, it, you know, it's worked for me. 
you know, and I'm, I'm helping my mentees now. So the patterns, patterns there. So get the advice, listen back to my, some of my episodes. If you want to look at some, you know, if you haven't listened to them before, I've got some good advice there. You look, if you, if you want to contact me, you can always get me at J at the business mentor podcast, um, email me. You can get me on my social media links, my Instagram. If you go on the website, businessmentorpodcast.com, you can click on the links there. DM me if you've got any questions um, and I'll be happy to, to come back to you. Until the next episode, have a great day. Thank you for joining me again. I really appreciate your support. The podcast is going really well. 48 countries now, I think it was. And I'm getting some really good feedback. So thank you for your support. And I'll see you on the next episode.